Well, good evening. Once again, welcome to another episode of The Word in a Year. My name is Jason, and, uh, <coughs> excuse me, it's just a awesome privilege to once again be able to read the Word of God with you, be able to come into your home and your computer, your phone, wherever it is that you're listening from, and uh, open up God's Word. You know, it's uh, it's an incredibly important part of our lives uh, to be able to expound upon the Word of God. And uh, I'm just uh, so thankful for this opportunity um, I, this is day number 26, and I know that we've missed some days here and there. Um, but, uh, man, it's been good. And I know that, uh, that God is just blessing it. I know that he is um, speaking to me. I know that he is opening up my eyes to his word more and more and more. And um, I'm just so thankful for that. And I hope that you're experiencing the same thing out there. I hope that you're experiencing uh, the times where you begin to read some things and God's word just begins to come alive to you. And uh, that's what the word of God is all about. The Bible says that it is a living, breathing word. Um, it is the bread of life that uh, it is sharp, it is quick, um, it is sharper than a two-edged sword. It divides asunder the, the joint and marrow, the soul and spirit, <coughs> excuse me, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. And the Bible says that his ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts our pastor on sunday morning preached a powerful message on the harvest through the mind of jesus what does jesus think about the harvest and um that was one of the scriptures that he brought out you know that you know we can think about things in our natural carnal mind but, man, we have to remember what Jesus thinks. And, man, what Jesus thinks about what is going on here this year, um, about how we're getting into his word and we're reading it and we're studying it on a, a daily basis almost. And, um, you know, that uh, um, we're getting others to join in and we're sharing and uh, all of that, you know. Uh, those are all really, really, really good, good opportunities to be able to share the love of God. And um, so I'm just, uh, once again, so thankful that uh, you joined me tonight, that you're um, reading along with me, uh, that you're not just listening to me, but that you're getting your word out and, and that uh, you're sitting there and you're reading too. Um, because that's where 
yes, we can listen all day long, but man, when we begin to enter in and we begin to open up the word of God and see what it is that he has for us, man, that's when our lives change. That's when he begins to teach us the way that we're supposed to go. He's, we, that's when he begins to show us uh, maybe there's some things in our lives that need to get out. They need to change. We need that kind of reproof and correction so that when the time comes and we're sent out to be that pastor, or that teacher, or that missionary to wherever, we're ready. There's nothing holding us back. There's no past failures. There's no past experiences. There's no hang-ups or hold-ups. There's nothing in our lives that'll, that hold us back from what God wants to do. And so, let's open up the Word of God tonight. Let's, let's see what He has to say to us. And uh, let's just uh, allow Him to lead us and guide us and direct us, okay? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this night, Lord. I thank you for each and every person that's going to join us. I thank you, Lord God, for the opportunity that you've given me, Lord God, to uh, be able to come into people's homes and their computers and their phones and their tablets, wherever they're at, Lord God, and to declare what thus says the Lord. Father, we know that every time we open up the word of God, you are speaking directly to us because these words were breathed by you. So, Father, I pray that you would open up our ears, open up our hearts, open up our minds to receive what thus says the Lord tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. And amen. Amen. <clears throat> so we are now in Leviticus chapter 23. And uh, there's not too many verses left, or I'm sorry, not too many chapters uh, left in the book of Leviticus. Um, and so we're going to try our best uh, to either... Um, in the book of Leviticus or um, get close to the end. And then, of course, um, as always, we're going to end uh, in the book of Psalms. So let's start Leviticus chapter 23 and verse 1. The Lord said to Moses, tell the people of Israel, you will announce the Lord's appointed feasts as holy meetings. These are my special feasts. The Sabbath there are six days for you to work, but the seventh day will be a special day of rest. It is a day for a holy meeting. You must not do any work. It is a Sabbath to the Lord in all your homes. The Passover and unleavened bread. These are the Lord's appointed feasts. You will announce the holy meetings at the time set for them. The Lord's Passover is on the 14th day of the first month. It begins at twilight. The Feast of Unleavened Bread begins on the 15th day of the same month. You will eat bread made without yeast for seven days. On the first day of this feast, you will have a holy meeting. On that day, you must, do, you, you must not do any work. For seven days, you will bring an offering made by fire to the Lord. There will be a holy meeting on the seventh day, and on that day, you must not do any regular work. The Feast of Harvest. The Lord said to Moses, Tell the people of Israel, You will enter the land I will give you. 
you will gather its harvest. At that time, you must bring the first bundle of grain from your harvest to the priest. The priest will then present the bundle before the Lord. Then it will be accepted for you. He will present the bundle on the day after the Sabbath. On the day when you present the bundle of grain, offer a male lamb. It must be one year old. There must be nothing wrong with it. It will be a burnt offering to the Lord. You must also offer a grain offering. It should be four quarts of fine flour mixed with olive oil. It is an offering made by fire to the Lord. Its smell will be, a ple- will be pleasing to the Lord. You must also offer a quart of wine as a drink offering. First, bring your offering to the Lord, or to your God. Until you do this, do not eat the new grain, roasted grain, or bread made from the new grain. This law will always continue for people from now on, wherever you live. The Feast of Pentecost Count seven weeks from the morning after the Sabbath. This is the Sabbath that you bring the bundle of grain to present as an offering. On the fiftieth day, you will bring a new grain offering to the Lord. This is the first day after the seventh week. On that day, bring two loaves of bread from your homes. That bread will be presented as an offering. Use use yeast and four quarts of flour to make those loaves of bread. They will be your gift to the Lord from the first wheat of your harvest. Offer one bull, two male sheep, and seven male lambs. The lambs must be one year old. There must be nothing wrong with them. Offer them with their grain offerings and drink offerings. They will be a burnt offering to the Lord. They will be an offering made by fire. And the smell will be pleasing to the Lord. You must also offer one male goat for a sin offering. You must offer two male one-year-old lambs as a fellowship offering. The priest will present the two lambs as an offering. He will present them with the bread from the first wheat of the harvest. They are holy to the Lord. They will belong to the priest. On that same day, you will call a holy meeting. You must not do any work that day. This law will continue for you from now on, wherever you live. You will harvest your crops on your land, but do not harvest all the way to the corners of the field. If grain falls onto the ground, don't gather it up. Leave it for poor people and foreigners in your country. I am the Lord your God. The Feast of Trumpets Again the Lord said to Moses, Tell the people of Israel, On the first day of the seventh month, you must have a special day of rest. There will be a holy meeting. Blow the trumpet for a special time of remembering. Do not do any work, and bring an offering made by fire to the Lord. The Day of Cleansing The Lord said to Moses, The day of cleansing will be on the tenth day of the seventh month. There will be a holy meeting. You will give up eating and bring an offering made by fire to the Lord. Do not do any work on that day. This is because it is the day of cleansing. On that day the priests will go before the Lord. They will perform the acts to make you clean from your sin, so you will belong to the Lord. If anyone refuses to give up food on this day, he must be separated from his people. If anyone works on this day, I will destroy him from among his people. You must not do any work at all. 
This law will continue for people from now on, on wherever you live. It will be a special day of rest for you, and you must not eat. You will start this special day of rest on the evening after the ninth day of the month. It will continue from that evening until the next evening. The Feast of Shelters Again the Lord said to Moses, Tell the people of Israel, On the fifteenth day of the seventh month is the Feast of Shelters. This feast to the Lord will continue for seven days. There will be a holy meeting on the first day. Do not do any work. You will bring an offering made by fire to the Lord each day for seven days. On the eighth day, you will have another holy meeting, and you will bring an offering made by fire to the Lord. This will be a holy meeting. Do not do any work. These are the Lord's special feasts. There will be holy meetings on these feast days. You will bring offerings made by fire to the Lord. They will be whole burnt offerings, grain offerings, sacrifices, and drink offerings. You must bring these gifts at the right times. You must bring these offerings in addition to those for the Lord's Sabbath days. You must offer them in addition to offerings you give as payment for special promises. They are also in addition to special offerings you want to give to the Lord. So on the 15th day of the seventh month, celebrate the Lord's festival for seven days. By then you will have gathered in the crops of the land. You must rest on the first day and the seventh day. On the first day, you will take good fruit from the fruit trees. And you will take branches from palm, poplars, and other leafy trees. You will celebrate before the Lord your God for seven days. Celebrate this festival to the Lord for seven days each year. This law will continue from now on. You will celebrate it in the seventh month. Live in shelters for seven days. All the people born in Israel must live in shelters. This is so that all your descendants will know I made Israel live in shelters. It was during the time I brought them out of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. So Moses told the people of Israel about all the about So Moses told the people of Israel about all of the Lord's appointed feast days. The Lord said to Moses, command the people of Israel to bring you pure oil from crushed olives. That oil is for the lamps. These lamps must never go out. Aaron will keep the lamps burning in the meeting tent. They will burn from evening until morning before the Lord. This will be in front of the curtain of the Ark of the Covenant. This law will continue from now on. Aaron must make, I'm sorry, Aaron must always keep the lamps burning. They are on the lampstands of pure gold before the Lord. Take fine flour and bake 12 loaves of bread with it. Use four quarts of flour for each loaf. Put them in two rows on the golden table before the Lord. Six loaves will be in each row. Put pure incense on each row. This is the memorial portion to take the place of the bread. It is an offering made by fire to the Lord. Every Sabbath day, Aaron will put the bread in order before the Lord. This agreement with the people of Israel will continue forever. That bread will belong to Aaron and his sons. They will eat it in a holy place. This is because it is most holy. It is a most holy part of the offerings made by fire to the Lord. 
That bread is their share forever. Now there was a son of an Israelite woman and an Egyptian father. The son was walking among the Israelites, and a fight broke out in the camp between him and an Israelite. Is Israelite. The son of the Israelite woman began cursing and speaking against the Lord. So the people took him to Moses. The mother's name was Shelomith. She was the daughter of Debri from the family of Dan. The people held him as a prisoner. They waited for the Lord's command to be made clear to them. Then the Lord said to Moses, Take the one who spoke against me outside the camp. Then bring together all the people who heard him. They must put their hands on his head. Then all the people must throw stones at him and kill him. Tell the people of Israel this, If anyone curses his God, he is guilty of sin. Anyone who speaks against the Lord must be put to death. All the people must kill him by throwing stones at him. Foreigners must be punished just like the person born in Israel. If someone speaks against the Lord, he must be put to death. If someone kills another person, he must be put to death. Someone might kill an animal that belongs to another person. If he does, he must give that person another animal to take its place. And someone might cause an injury to his neighbor. If he does, the same kind of injury must be given back to him. A broken bone must be paid for a broken bone. An eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. In the same way, someone injures another person, he must be injured in return. So anyone who kills another person's animal must give that person another animal to take its place. But the person who kills another person must be put to death. The law will be the same for the foreigner as for those from from your own country. I am the Lord your God. Then Moses spoke to the people of Israel, and they took the person who had cursed outside the camp. Then they killed him with stones. So the people of Israel did as the Lord had commanded Moses. The Lord spoke to Moses at Mount Sinai, and he said, Tell the people of Israel this, I will give you land. When you enter it, let it have a special time of rest. This will be honor to the Lord. You may plant seed in your field for six years. You may trim your vineyards for six years and bring in their fruit. But during the seventh year, you must let the land rest. This will be a special time to honor the Lord. You must not plant seed in in your field or trim your vineyards. You must not cut the crops that grow by themselves after harvest. You must not gather the grapes from your vines that are not trimmed. The land will have a year of rest. You may eat whatever the land produces during that year of rest. It will be food for your men and your women servants. It will be food for your hired workers and the foreigners living in your country. It will also be food for your cattle and the wild animals of your land. Whatever the land produces may be eaten. Count off seven groups of seven years. This will be 49 years. During that time, there will be seven years of rest for the land. On the day of cleansing, you must blow the horn of a male sheep. This will be the tenth day of the seventh month. You must blow the horn through the whole country. Make the fiftieth year a special year. Announce freedom for all the people living in your country. This time will be called Jubilee. 
Each of you will go back to his own property. Each of you will go back to his own family and family group. The 50th year will be a special time for you to celebrate. Don't plant seeds. Don't harvest crops that grow by themselves. Don't gather, gather, don't gather grapes from the vines that are not trimmed. That year is Jubilee. It will be a holy time for you. You may eat the crops that come from the field. In the year of Jubilee, each person will go back to his own property. Don't cheat your neighbor when you sell your land to him. And don't let him cheat you when you buy land from him. You might want to buy your land, your neighbor's land. If you do, count the number of years since the last Jubilee. Use that number to decide the right price. If he sells the land to you, count the number of years left for harvesting crops. Use that number to decide the right price. If there are many years, the price will be high. If there are only a few years, lower the price. At the next Jubilee, the land will again belong to his family. You must not cheat each other. You must respect your God. I am the Lord your God. Remember my laws and rules. Obey them. Then you will live safely in the land. The land will give good crops to you. You will eat as much as you want, and you will live safely in the land. But you might ask, if we don't plant seeds or gather crops, what will we eat the seventh year? Don't worry. I will send you a great blessing during the sixth year, that the year the land will produce enough crops for three years. When you plant in the eighth year, you will still be eating from the old crop. You will eat the old crop until the harvest of the ninth year. The land really belongs to me, so you can't sell it forever. <clears throat> you are only foreigners and travelers living for a time on my land. People might sell their land, but the, the family will always get its land back. A person in your country might become very poor. He might be so poor that he must sell his land. So his close relatives must come and buy it back for him. A person might not have a close relative to buy back his land for him, but he might get enough money to buy it back himself. He must count the years since the land was sold. He must use that number to decide how much to pay for the land. Then he may buy it back, and the land will be his again. But he might not find enough money to buy it back for himself. Then the one who bought it will keep it until the year of Jubilee. But during that celebration, the land will go back to the first owner's family. Someone may sell a home in a walled city, but for a full year after he sold it, he has the right to buy it back. But the owner might not buy back the house before a full year is over. If he doesn't, the house in the walled city will belong to the one who bought it. It will belong to his future sons. The house will not go back to the first owner at Jubilee. But houses in small towns without walls are like open country. They can be brought back, and they must be returned to their first owner at Jubilee. The Levites may always buy back their houses. This is true in the cities which belong to them. Someone might buy a house from a Levite, but that house in the Levite city will again belong to the Levites in the Jubilee. This is because houses in Levite cities belong to the people of Levi. The people of Israel gave these cities to the Levites. 
Also, the fields and the pastures around the Levite cities cannot be sold. Those fields belong to the Levites forever. Someone from your country might become too poor to support himself. Help him to live among you as you would a stranger or a foreigner. Do not charge him any interest on the money you loan to him. Respect your God and let the poor man live among you. Don't lend him money for interest. Don't try to make profit from the food he buys. I am the Lord your God. I brought you out of the land of Egypt. I did it to give the land of Canaan to you and to become your God. Someone from your country might become very poor. He might even sell himself as a slave to you. If he does, you must not make him work like a slave. He will be like a hired worker. And he will be like a visitor with you until the year of Jubilee. Then he may leave you. He may take his children and go back to his family in the land of his ancestors. This is because the Israelites are my, fr- are my servants. <clears throat> I brought them out of slavery in Egypt. They must not become slaves again. You must not rule this person cruelly. You must respect your God. You may buy men and women slaves from other nations around you. Also, you may buy children as slaves. These children must come from the families of foreigners living in your land. These child slaves will belong to you. You may even pass these foreign slaves on to your children after you die. You can make them slaves forever, but you must not cruelly You must not rule cruelly over your brothers, the Israelites. A foreigner or visitor among you might become rich, and someone in your country might become poor. The poor man might sell himself as a slave to a foreigner among you, or he might sell himself to a member of a foreigner's family. The poor man has the right to be brought back and become free. One of his relatives may buy him back. His uncle or his uncle's son may buy him back. One of his close relatives may buy him back. Or if he gets enough money, he may pay the money himself. Then he will be free. How do you decide the price? You must count the years from the time he sold himself to the foreigner and count up up to the next year of Jubilee. Use that number to decide the price. This is because the person really only hired himself out for a certain number of years. There might still be many years before the year of Jubilee. If so, the person must back a large part of the price. There might only be a few years until Jubilee. If so, the person may pay a small part of the first price, but he will live like a hired man with the foreigner every year. Don't let the foreigner rule cruelly over him that person will become free even if no one buys him back at the year of jubilee he and his children will become free this is because the people of israel are my servants i brought them out of slavery in egypt i am the lord your god don't make idols for yourself don't set up statues and memorials Don't put stone statues in your land to bow down to. This is because I am the Lord your God. 
Remember my Sabbaths and respect my holy place. I am the Lord. Remember my laws and commandments and obey them. If you do these things, I will give you rains at the right season. The land will produce crops, and the trees of the field will produce their fruit. Your threshing will continue until the grape harvest, and your grape harvest will continue until it is time to plant. Then you will have plenty to eat. You will live safely in your land. I will give peace to your country. You will lie down in peace. No one will make you afraid. I will keep harmless and harmful animals out of your country and arm you and armies will not pass through your country. You will chase your enemies and defeat them. You will kill them with your sword. Five of you will chase a hundred men and a hundred of you will chase 10,000 men. You will defeat your enemies and kill them with your sword. Then I will show kindness to you. I will let you have many children. I will keep my agreement with you. You will have enough crops to last for more than a year. You will harvest the new crops. And you will, all, you will have to throw out the old crops to make room for the new ones. Also, I will place my holy tent among you. I will not turn away from you. I will walk with you and be your God and you will be my people. I am the Lord your God. <clears throat> you are slaves in Egypt. You are bent low from the heavy weights you carried as slaves. But I broke the heavy weights that were on your shoulders. I let you walk proudly again. But you must obey me. You must obey all my commands. If you refuse to obey all my laws and commands, you have broken our agreement. If you do that, I will cause terrible things to happen to you. I will cause you to have disease and fever. They will destroy your eyes and will kill you. <clears throat> you will not have success when you plant your seed, and your enemy will eat your crops. I will be against you and your enemies will defeat you. These enemies hate you. And they will rule over you. You will run away even when no one is chasing you. If you still do not obey me, I will punish you seven times more for your sins. And I will also break the great cities that make you proud. The skies will not give rain. The earth will not produce crops. You will work hard, but it will not help. Your land will not grow in crops, any crops. Your trees will not give their fruit. If you still turn against me and refuse to obey me, I will beat you seven times harder. The more you sin, the more you'll be punished. <clears throat> I will send wild animals to attack you. They will take your children away from you. They will destroy your cattle. They will make you so few in number, the roads will be empty. If you don't learn your lesson after all these things, and if you still turn against me, I will also turn against you. I will punish you seven more times for your sins. You want to do that real quick? Sorry. You broke my agreement, and I will punish you. I will bring armies against you. You will go into your cities for safety. But I will cause diseases to spread among you. Then your enemy 
will defeat you. There will be very little bread to eat. Ten women will be able to cook all your bread in one oven. They will measure each piece of bread you will eat, but you will still be hungry. Did you know you can make more money selling on Sorry. Walmart than on Amazon? Walmart is... But then you will still be hungry. During the time the land is empty, it will rest. It will have the rest you should have given it while you lived in it. Those who are left alive will lose their courage in the land of their enemies. They will be frightened of everything. They will be frightened by even the sound of a leaf blowing by the wind. They will run as if someone were chasing them with a sword. They will fall even when no one is chasing them. They will run as if someone were chasing them with a sword. They will fall over each other, even though no one is chasing them. You will not be strong enough to stand up against your enemies. You will die among other nations. You will disappear in your enemies' countries. So those who are left alive will rot away in their enemies' countries. They will rot away because of their sins and their ancestors' sins. But maybe... The people will confess their sins and the sins of their ancestors. Maybe they will admit they turned against me and sinned against me. They made me turn against them. So I sent them into the land of their enemies. These disobedient people might be sorry for what they did. They might accept punishment for their sin. If they do, I will remember my agreement with Jacob. I will remember my agreement with Isaac and Abraham. I will remember the land. The land will be empty. It will enjoy its time of rest. Then those who are left alive will accept the punishment for their sins. They will learn that they were punished because they hated my laws and they refused to obey my rules. They truly sinned, but if they come to me for help, I will not turn away from them. I will listen to them even in the land of their enemies. I will not completely destroy them. I will not break my agreement with them. This is because I am the Lord their God. For their good, I will, rem I will remember the agreement with their ancestors. I brought their ancestors out of the land of Egypt. I did it so I could become their God. The other nations saw these things. I am the Lord. These are the laws, the rules, and the teachings the Lord gave the people of Israel. He gave these laws to the Israelites through Moses. This was at Mount Sinai. The Lord said to Moses, tell the people of Israel. Someone might make a special promise to the Lord. He might promise to give himself or another person as a servant to the Lord. That person will then begin to serve the Lord in a special way. The priest must set a certain price for that person. That is the price that would have to be paid to free the person from his special promise to the Lord. The price for a man 20 to 60 years old is about one and a fourth pounds of silver. You must use the measure as set by the holy place. The price for a woman 20 to 60 years old is about 12 ounces of silver. The price for a man 5 to 20 years old is about 8 ounces of silver. 
The price for a woman 5 to 20 years old is about 4 ounces of silver. The price for a baby boy 1 to 5 months year, 1 to 5 1 month to 5 years old is about 2 ounces of silver. A for a baby girl the price is about 1 and a half ounces of silver. The price for a man 60 years old or older is about 6 ounces of silver. The price is for a woman 60 years old or older is about 4 ounces of silver. A person might be too poor to pay the price. If he is, bring him to the priest. The priest will decide how much money the person can afford to pay. Some animals may be used as sacrifices to the Lord. If someone promises to bring one of these animals, it will become holy. That person must not try to put another animal in its place. He must not try to exchange it for something else. He must not try to exchange a good animal for a bad animal. He must not exchange a bad animal for a good animal. If he tries to exchange animals, both animals will become holy. Unclean animals cannot be afforded, cannot be offered as sacrifices to the Lord. Someone might bring one of them to the Lord. If he does, that animal must be brought to the priest. The priest will decide a price for the animal. The priest will be a, the price will be according to whether the animal is good or bad. If the priest decides a price that is the price for the animal if the person wants to buy back the animal he must add an additional one-fifth to the price a person might give his house as holy to the lord if he does the priest must decide its value the price will be according to whether the house is good or bad if the priest decides a price that is the price for the house but if the person who gives the house might want to buy it back, if he does, he must add an additional one-fifth to the price. Then the house will belong to him again. A person might give part of his fields to the Lord. The value of those fields will depend on how much seed is needed to plant them. It will cost about one and one-fourth pounds of silver for each six bushels of barley seed needed. The person might give his field at the year of Jubilee. Then its value will be what the priest decides. But he might give his field after the Jubilee. If he does, the priest must decide the exact price. He must count the number of years to the next Jubilee. Then he will use that number to decide the exact price. The person who gave the field might want to buy it back. If he does, he must add one-fifth to that price then the field will belong to him again. If he does not buy back the field, it will always belong to the priest. If it is sold to someone else, the person cannot buy it back. But if the person might not buy back the land. If he does it at the year of Jubilee, it will remain holy to the Lord. It will belong to the priest forever. It will become the property of the priest. Someone may give a field he has bought to the Lord but it may not be a part of his family land. If he gives a field, the priest must count the years to the next jubilee. He must decide the price for the land. Then that land will belong to the Lord. At the year of jubilee, the land will go back to its first owner. It will go back to the family who sold the land. You must use the measure as set by the holy place in paying these prices. It weighs two-fifths of an ounce. 
People may give cattle and sheep to the Lord, but if an animal is the first one parent, the first one born to its parent, it already belongs to the Lord. So people may not give these animals again. If the animal is unclean, the person must buy it back. The priest will decide the price of the animal, and the person must add one-fifth to the price. If he does not buy it back, the priest must sell it. He will sell it for the price he has decided. There is a special kind of gift that people give to the Lord. It may not be a person, an animal, or a field from the family property. That gift cannot be bought back or sold. It is most holy to the Lord. If a person is given for the purpose of destroying, he cannot be bought back. He must be put to death. One-tenth of all crops belongs to the Lord. This includes the crops from fields and the fruit from the trees. That one-tenth belongs to the Lord. A person might want to get back his tenth. If he does, he must add one-fifth to its price and buy it back. The priest will take every tenth animal from a person's cattle or sheep, and it will belong to the Lord. The owner should not pick out the good animals from the bad. He should not exchange one animal for another. If he does exchange it, both animals will become holy. They cannot be bought back. These are the commands the Lord commanded at Mount Sinai. They are for the people of Israel. And that concludes the book of Leviticus. You know, I, I know that book is, is somewhat difficult to read um, from time to time. Uh, but all of that is very, very important. You know, especially the parts talking about the Sabbath and rests and days of rest and all of those kind of things. You know, we all need a day of rest. We all need a day where we can just rest and recoup and recharge our batteries and get back to um, where it is that, that God wants us to be. You know, that's that's important. Rest is a very, very, very important thing for your body. And um, then you've got the different feasts and you've got the different things that, that God has told us to do. Like, listen, I, I mean, I guess the big thing that you need to get out of Leviticus is that he is very, very specific about the plans and the purposes that he has for his people. You know, if God has a plan for your life, there's going to be no question about it. You know, I've been praying recently that, you know, as uh, I begin to get to the end of my uh, minister's license and uh, hopefully have the opportunity to pastor a church right here in uh, my hometown or right here, you know, somewhere uh, here in my state, then... I want God to, to lead me and, and guide me and direct me. But I've asked him to ensure that if he tells me that he also tells my pastor, he also tells my wife, he tells my kids, he tells my parents, he tells everybody so that there will be no question whatsoever that that is the move that God is having us do. And then 
we also have to remember with him being specific about how he wants things that he specifically created us exactly the way that we were supposed to be and um so with the laws and with all the the questions and all of the things that that come out of leviticus i can just um imagine god up in heaven and and understanding that because he sent his son to this earth to die on a cross for our sins that we don't have to go through the offerings and the atonements and all of those kind of things all we have to do is get down on our knees and ask for forgiveness ask god to take away those uh things in our lives that just don't belong there and when you do that he will he absolutely will Psalms chapter 50. I'm going to change my version of the Bible. New King James. The Mighty One. God the Lord has spoken and called the earth from the rising of the sun to its going down. Out of Zion, the perfection of beauty, God will shine forth. Our God shall come and shall not keep silent. A fire shall devour before him, and it shall be very temptuous all around him. He shall call to the heavens from above and to the earth, that he may judge his people. Gather my saints together to me, those who have made a covenant with me by sacrifice. Let the heavens declare his righteousness, for God himself is judge. Hear, O people, hear, O my people, and I will speak. O Israel, and I will testify against you. I am God, your God. I will not rebuke you for your sacrifices or your burnt offerings, which are continually before me. I will not take a bowl from your house, nor goats out of your folds. For every beast of the forest is mine, and the cattle on a thousand hills. I know all the birds of the mountains, and the wild beasts of the field are mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell you, for the world is mine in all its fullness. Will I eat the flesh of bulls or drink the blood of goats? Offer to God thanksgiving and offer your vows to the Most High and call upon me in the day of trouble. Sorry. And call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you, and you shall glorify me. But to the wicked, God says, What right have you to declare my statutes, or take my covenant in your mouth, seeing you hate instruction and cast my words behind you? When you saw a thief, you consented with him, and have been particular, and have been partakers with adulterers. You give your mouth to evil, and your tongue for, and your tongue frames deceit. You sit and speak against your brother. You slander your own mother's son. These things you have done and I have kept silent. You thought that I was altogether like you. But I will rebuke you and set them in order before your eyes. Now consider this. Those who forget God, lest I tear you in pieces, there be none to deliver. Whoever offers praise glorifies me. 
and to him who orders his conduct aright, I will show the salvation of God. And that's where we're going to end tonight, is right there where we have now ended Leviticus, and we just read Psalms chapter 50. Again, I just want to thank you uh, for joining me tonight uh, as we read the word, as we got through Leviticus. Our next book is Numbers, another uh, fun book to read, talking about all the, the different numbers and all the different families and all the different genealogies and all those kind of things. Um, and so I pray that you'll come back tomorrow uh, and that you'll be with us once again as we study the word of God. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Lord, thank you for this uh, time in the word, Lord. Father, I pray I've done your word no harm tonight, Lord God. Father, I pray that, Lord, as this goes out into the airways, into the highways, and into the byways, Lord God, that, Father, you would compel people to come to you. Father, that is the reason why we're here. That is the reason why we do what we do, is to see people come to know you as their personal Lord and Savior. So, Father, I'm praying tonight that you would touch them and change them, that you would be with them and encourage them, Lord God. That, Father, you would just touch each and every person. In Jesus' name we pray. And amen. Amen. Well, God bless you guys. And we will see you again tomorrow night for another episode of The Word in a Year. God bless.